What is up, Anchor Fam? It's your girl Mox, Makaleta. Um, it is Saturday night, the 22nd of September, and I am coming to you live from my living room <laughs> in Hawaii. Um, lots of things happened today. Um, it's kind of a deep day. Um, went to work. <clears throat> I was reminded yesterday evening that um, it's the one year anniversary of my friend Mark's passing and um, that one kind of hit a little close to home. So Mark left us unexpectedly last year on the 22nd. Um, Long story short, he had some health problems that went I guess undiagnosed and um it resulted in a um basically a heart surgery and um he had complications a little bit later and passed um Mark was an awesome guy as long as I can remember um I knew Mark back I think I met him when I was going into eighth grade and he was two years older than me. So he was a sophomore in high school, but we hung out with, um, the same people, um, through school. And, um, he was the first guy I knew that could drive (laughs) on his own out of our group of friends. And, um, he's the first guy that ever, um, picked me up at my house and took me anywhere, like, in a car, right? Because that was a big milestone. And, um, he was just a really good friend. And he, um, left us too early. He had three kids, a son and two daughters, and he was married to the love of his life, Sarah. And, um, when somebody close to your age who's similar to you, like, a former athlete and you know a parent and um it just kind of and a spouse it it puts a lot of things into perspective so um spent some time crying yesterday uh, one of our other friends put up the slideshow from his funeral and uh I was watching it last night and still can't make it through that thing without a um, with a dry eye, so, um, that's how I started my day today, but yeah, um, rest in love, Mark, we miss you, and it just goes to show, right, so daily dose of gratitude, I guess, is gonna follow this real quick, so daily dose of gratitude, um, I'm just reminded that, you know, nothing is a sure thing, right? I mean, we all say that. We all go through life. Um, when you're younger, you think that you are um, invincible. We all do. Um, but nothing is forever. Nothing lasts forever. So um, when I woke up this morning, my daily devotional was um, John chapter 3, verse 36. And it's anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. So that kind of helps set the mindset for this morning. And, you know, just knowing that 
even when we leave our earthly vessel, we are going to God's kingdom and continuing to be rooted in faith through whatever tragedy and sadness and hard times that we face here that definitely helps to keep me going. But to add on to that, um, daily dose of gratitude is being in the moment. Um, so for me, just, um, you know, we worry so much, right? We take lots of things into consideration every day, um, bills and finances and, you know, getting to places on time and work stress or maybe emotional stress, um, but we're never going to get this current moment back ever again, right? So being mindful to, I mean, say yes more than we say no, um, to play with our children, to, you know, step away from the stove or step away from cooking dinner, just to listen to what our spouse is telling us or what your kid is telling you if that's something that I've been working on doing, just being present and being in the moment, um, because we're never going to get it again, and that's one thing that I was definitely reminded of this morning when, um, I woke up and I saw my devotional, and just remembering that it's been a whole year since, um, Mark's been gone, so, yeah, daily dose of gratitude is, remembering to live fully and to be in the moment. Does that make sense? I think I got it. Okay, so now for a bit of nostalgia. Um, I posted that song from Maxwell from his... I didn't realize it was so long ago, but... Um, that song was featured on his Unplugged series that was back in, like, 1997. So that means it was the beginning of my senior year of high school. However, um, I did not really fall in love with that song, um, or pay attention to it much until, um, almost, yeah, about a year later. So in the fall of 1998, um, when I went to college... So, I I want to tell you guys a funny story or a transparent, vulnerable story, whatever way you're gonna take it. It's, again, it's a one of those nights full of nostalgia and deep conversation. So lucky you if you're listening to this. Um, all right. So fall of 1998, I go to a small college in Ohio where I'm playing volleyball, and um. You had to attend early because volleyball is a fall sport. So basically your summer gets cut a little bit short. So I had to go up there for um, like an athlete alliance workshop um, that was given by the NCAA. And um, it's basically all the kids that had fall sports were in this room um, for I think it was like a two day event. So it was girls volleyball, boys soccer, um, cross country, I can't remember, football, I think, we had a football team, Um, and it was a lot of people that had to go through this, because we were all playing 
sports and it was an NCAA sponsored event. Anyway, um, I catch this guy and mind you, like, I, I don't know if you see what I look like, but I don't look like your typical kid from Ohio. So, um, imagine me in a room with majority of, um, Caucasian people and I'm looking like the token Asian, right? Um, yeah, I'm a lot of things. I'm Hawaiian, I'm Spanish, I'm Chinese, I'm also Caucasian. Um, but when you group me in a room with people, I don't look like, you know, Barbie or the kid next door. So I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. So I'm kind of, you know, fading in and out of my attention span. Um, and I'm looking around the room because I don't know anybody. I've only been at this place for like a few days. So I'm glancing around the room, wondering who these people are, what year they're of college they're in. And I see this kid that, first of all, I picked out like maybe four Asians. And I see this kid that looks pretty much like me. So I know that he's mixed. Um, He's not full Asian. But I'm like, huh, interesting. And he's sitting with the soccer boys. So I'm like, huh, this kid looks just like me. And don't get me wrong, very good looking. Very good looking guy. Um, What would I... Who would I say he looks like, I guess? Um, Kind of Daniel Henny-ish, if you know who that is. Or Nathan Adrian, like Hoppa, that's what we call half-half. So like half Caucasian, half Asian. If you don't know who they are, Google them. Um, But yeah, definitely good looking kid. So I'm like, huh, he's pretty cute. So um, that was my first encounter with uh this boy and we're gonna call him dan so that was probably i want to say like the middle of august um because school didn't start till the end of august so um yeah so that was dan um meanwhile you know because like all the freshmen are pretty much in like three dorms at this college so they were doing like a pizza and a movie night. So we, me and the other four, three or four freshmen that were on the volleyball team went to an event that was someplace at another person's dorm. I don't know. We got invited to something. And um, we went back to my dorm because I'm like, oh, guys, there's pizza, right? I mean, Free food of any kind that you didn't have to pick up at the cafeteria was amazing, right? Am I right? When you when you're in college, so we go back to my dorm, and it had been raining, and um, I remember I was wearing these Vans that were um, they're kind of old, so I I mean, but I didn't realize how slippery they were because it was dusty outside. We had been walking, and then it was raining. So, I don't know, some some kind of mixture with, like, the dust and the the liquid from the rain. I don't know, from the water. But anyway, we, I'm like, oh, it's over here. And nobody had, nobody lived in my dorm. So, they didn't know the layout. We had only been there for a little while. Um, so, it was in the common room on the second floor of my dorm. <laughs> so, we're walking up from the first floor. And... Um, I peek in and I see everybody like sitting around because they were playing Ferris Bueller's Day Off and um, 
hosting pizza. So I see everybody sitting facing the TV. Uh, you don't want to interrupt them, right? Because that's rude. But I couldn't get the door open. So I'm turning the handle and I'm leaning into this door. And I couldn't get it open. It was like wedged shut. And, you know, Ohio in the summer, it's pretty humid. And then it just rained. So I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the humidity. But anyway, I'm like leaning full force into this door. And I can't, I can't get it open. So I being the clumsy person that I am I you know kind of like shift my weight and I turn the knob and I like shove my shoulder and my body weight into the door and the door flings open like full-on Kramer style flings open and my shoe for some reason my left foot gets planted my right foot slides out so now I'm like in the splits in front of I don't know maybe 40 50 freshmen that are huddled into this room because they're all there for the pizza and movie and my three other volleyball teammates are standing behind me like holy crap what do we do and it was flipping embarrassing like everybody because the tv was in the direction that i was coming from everybody stopped to look at me and i'm like on the ground don't know how i got there can't get up because I'm stuck in the splits so yeah that was fun anyway so pizza comes I thought I had succeeded into sliding into the background and uh just kind of cruising <laughs> incognito so the pizza comes and it's like laid out on pool tables in this room so I go over and I'm like I see Dan standing by one of these pizza boxes. So I go walking over there to get my pizza. And I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity to talk to him. I've never talked to him ever, right? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so brave. I think about it now. It's so stupid. Um, so I walk over there and I'm like, hey, you're Dan, right? I hadn't seen him for like about a week or so and we played soccer or not we played soccer we played volleyball and they were um in the track house for soccer like at the same time that we were there so it was just kind of weird that I hadn't run into him but anyway yeah stalker but <laughs> um so I strike up a conversation I'm like hey you're Dan and he's like yeah and fully looking at me like no idea who you are I'm like, oh, um, I'm Maka. I play volleyball. He's like, oh, God, are you okay? That really looked like it hurt. <laughs> I was like, fuck. He saw me fall. Of course he saw me fall because everybody in the room saw me fall. So I'm feeling like a jackass, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, totally fine. I'm totally fine. Um, I just had to kind of like shrug it off. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Not so much. Anyway, we continue to talk. He tells me he got cut um, from soccer and he was pretty sad about it. But not really a conversationalist. So I just kind of let it go. Um, and I thought that was that. Until I had an even brighter idea. Maybe about a week later. Yep. So... Um, at our school, we had a directory, and I think about it now, and from an HR perspective, it's it's pretty.
pretty much like a HR red flag or nightmare. Um, upperclassmen used to refer to it as the menu. Um, it was called, I think, the freshman Facebook. So basically, we had to submit our pictures, like senior portraits, to put in this book that got circulated um, on campus. I think, I don't know if every, I know all the incoming freshmen got one. Um, but I'm not sure if just the dorm advisors got them and probably professors. Um, I don't think everybody on campus got one because, holy crap, that would have been horrifying. Um, but yeah, I, I know for sure the freshman got it. So I'm flipping through this book one day um, because I couldn't remember the last name of somebody that was that we were supposed to partner up with for this project. So I'm flipping through this book. Um, I was going to send him an email. And um, I come across Dan's picture. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's Dan. And I don't, out of boredom, out of, I don't know, sheer stupid bravery, I decide I'm going to email him. Okay, I had only had the one conversation with him um, at pizza that was it so here I am like a week later um thinking yeah it's a good idea to email him stupid so (laughs) I email him I I don't even remember what I put but it was just like hey it's Maka that girl from Hawaii um hope you're doing well haven't seen you since pizza um take care something stupid and he freaking wrote back so it was cool like he wrote back and um that's how we started talking it was so weird so um I don't (laughs) anyway it progresses and Dan's got this weird roommate um who he wasn't weird but he was agoraphobic so um socially he didn't pretty much didn't leave the room he didn't want um he'd go to class which i found interesting that he would go to class but he would come straight back to the room and he wouldn't eat lunch um unless dan was eating with him which was weird because dan worked in the cafeteria too so it's not like he could i don't know i don't know how they worked that out but um it was super weird so i you know everybody hangs out in everybody's room right when they're on campus but I couldn't really like go to his room and hang out because um his roommate would have been freaked out a little and you know that's their space so not trying to encroach on that at all um so we exchanged emails for a while and it was really sweet like he came to I think like a volleyball tournament (laughs) to watch me play and um it was just interesting because I don't how can probably attest to this but like when you live in Hawaii like we don't date normally um or at least we didn't when I was in high school like you on the mainland which is what I found out after this whole experience is like you kind of date um until you figure out if you're gonna be exclusive right I could go on a date with Dan on Monday I could go out on a date with Tim on Tuesday um, I could go out on a date with Peter on Wednesday, like whatever. Um, but that's not how 
we did it here in Hawaii or that's not how like my group of friends did it so it was interesting to me and I didn't really quite grasp that so it, I'm not saying by any means did I think that me and this guy were exclusive or whatever when we started hanging out because again we're freshmen we don't drive we're stuck on campus um but it was just um that was a hard curve for me to learn I guess was how to date according to mainland standards (laughs) based off of how we dated here on the island uh so yeah, so that's how we started hanging out, um, essentially. It was just exchanging emails. And he came to a volleyball game, and he was super sweet. And um, then we just kind of started spending time in person together. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward you to, like, the fallout. <laughs> it's weird. I know we just kicked off the beginning. But I, to me, there's I don't, it's hard to say that there was, like, a middle, if that even makes sense. Um, so everything kind of snowballed into a start. Then we started hanging out after emailing. And then, um, and I blame it on probably my immaturity, but thinking I was mature, um, I totally wrecked this, like completely wrecked it. I kind of have always had an all or nothing mentality. And I think the whole island style dating thing kind of threw a curve into the transition with trying to date Dan or being on the mainland and um what his expectations were like I really had only had one boyfriend leading up until um freshman year of college so I had no expectation I had nothing to really go off of um and so I was constantly trying to like define the situation right are we seeing each other is it okay to see other people um because I mean I got asked out I'm sure he got asked out by other people um but every time I would ask that question it would it would get thrown back at me like a I don't why can't we just um enjoy each other's company I don't understand why um it's so important for you to put a label on things I was like, what? So then that kind of like messed with my juju, right? Because I'm just like, wait a minute. Does homeboy like, I don't get it. Is he? So I would ask like, are you sure you want to hang out with me? Because I don't, if you want to hang out with somebody else, just go hang out with that person. And I didn't, we never came to like a clear consensus of what the hell we were doing. So I mean, And by this point, like, I'm hanging out in his room for, like, a little bit studying or whatever with the roommate, which is fine. Because I'm like, oh, cool. I'm accepted now, right? And then he would come up to my room and hang out. um, Because my roommate was working, like, crazy hours because she was a double major. And already freshman year, like, she was pretty slammed. Um, And he would come up and hang out in my room. And, I mean, it never got, like, we never had sex or that sort of thing but it just it was one of those things where I was like okay I really like this dude like I don't what's going on and (laughs) I just I kind of I felt the need like to define it he was absolutely right like to put it in this box and define it so I could you know we had rules to like adhere to and that totally killed it so um 
he would call me or he would email me and I would just not respond because I was like, fuck this. If this guy, you know, doesn't want to put a label on it, then he doesn't give a shit about me. And that, like, I'm better than that, right? Is the mentality that I was going in with. Um, so I would just ignore him. And um, he got drunk one night and, like, came up to our common area on our floor and just started like spilling his guts to me in in front of like um one of my friends and I don't even think my roommate um and one of my guy friends who everybody thought that I was hooking up with but I wasn't he was my brother shout out to Matt if you're listening um but he just came up and just started like spilling the guts like all his guts everywhere just um, I miss you, and I screwed it up, and I was kind of like, what the hell, and at that point, I had, like, that ship had sailed for me, like, I wasn't even looking at the dock, right, like, I was dating somebody else, I thought that maybe Dan was dating somebody else, but I was just kind of like, mm. coincidentally, did I feel the need to put that somebody else into a dating or defined bucket? Nope, didn't, so yeah, hypocrite, this guy, me. But I just kind of, like, shut it down. Like, "Mm, let me walk you back to your room. I think you're a little drunk. And then we just never spoke about it after that. So it was so freaking weird. And by this time, like, it was almost Christmas. And, I mean, I, I don't think I had hooked up with anybody else. But I was, like, dating people. And, you know, doing the school thing and doing the volleyball thing. And I just, I couldn't. If he didn't want to be bothered with me the first time, I was like, dude, you you don't deserve it this time around. And it was freaking weird. I, I blew it. So I get, we go home for break. So I'm here in Hawaii. And he had called me at my house. Because again, my home number was in this freaking directory. <laughs> yeah, huge HR red flag. But anyway, he had called me at my house and he lived in like I want to say New York and so that was like a five hour time difference so you know and this is back I didn't have a cell phone or anything so if I'm not at home it's a voicemail message right so he leaves me a voicemail message and it's just like oh hi um I hope you're having a good break call me back when you can kind of a thing I didn't call him back I didn't know what to say um because again, I'd been dating somebody else already, and I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know how to be Don's friend, so I'm not going to call him back. Then, to make matters worse, he sends me a letter. Like, he sends me a letter to my house. Not an email, a letter to my house in Hawaii. And he's telling me about Christmas, and he's telling me how his parents got him, like, jujitsu. um lessons for Christmas and how he was doing that or karate or kung fu or something and how he felt unhappy at school and how he he basically poured his heart out again and said that he had felt unhappy in school and that the only thing that made me happy or that made him happy was spending time with me and that he was ready to to put a definition on it and to spend time with me once we got back to school and he was hoping that I would I would want to try again (laughs) and I 
bailed. I absolutely bailed. What did I do? I didn't write him back. Yeah, pretty horrible. I know. Um, and I went back to school, dated other people. I don't know if he ever dated anybody. Maybe he did. Um, I just, I didn't talk to him. I would see him in passing and he'd say hi and make like he was fine. And, and I'd wave or smile if we made eye contact, but that was it. I was still super stubborn and living with the F that mindset. And, um, I want to say like maybe the next summer, even yeah, the next summer, like, um, when I had come home, I was sitting there going like, I think I effing blew it. So here I go starting up the emails again. And at that point, like, what could I say? <laughs> Cause it's like a whole, you know, like six months had passed and I just, I started, you know, the emotional dumping of I'm so sorry and everything that I possibly could have said. Um, but at that point, like couldn't start over couldn't start over so I don't know I don't know why I'm sharing this I just it made me think oh god I didn't even get to that point so the whole song was because he sent that to me he sent that song to me because he was into music like I was into music and he said I think you'd really like this song and it reminds me of you how cute right So now, of course, every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh, oh, crap. But I still really love that song. But yeah, that's what that song popping up on my Apple iTunes. That is what um, totally triggered this little radio conversation. So (laughs) yeah, that's what happened. Um, back in 1998, in case you were wondering. But yeah, I guess, you know what, like, still, right, moral of the story and lesson to be learned is don't hold back. If you feel something, say it. And I mean, swallow that pride and just get out there, be vulnerable. You never know where it's going to lead, right? And if we don't take chances, then we can't reap the rewards. So That's my bedtime story for you. I'm going to go to sleep. But have a great rest of the weekend. Peace.